0: Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world, given back to us. This is Wade here in the podcast studio, joined by my dear friend and colleague, today's chapel preacher and author of a blog post that came out today at fifteen seventy. Oh, dear, good. As well, Michael Bird.
1: And I'm here with my
0: colleague, Wade. <laughs> Thank you. Um, joined as well um, by the esteemed... The, uh, Presenter at the St. John's McQuaigal Veritas Lecture last night.
2: Yes, and we're good. On
0: Joby suffering. Yeah. Um, the Reverend Professor Jason Oakland.
1: And you're you're headed out to California to speak. We're on um, fire. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. I get to see our good friend Noah and hopefully be a little bit helpful as you were. Um, Michael went out there last month and uh, he. Uh, presented on six words you should know or something like that no one told me that so my presentation will be words Burke should have told you that, <laughs> that is the uh, that is the topic and there, there's not
1: very many good ones left man <laughs> yeah so
0: excited to be able to go out there as much it dad hopefully help out um praying uh, as we have been um for phineas uh, and noah's son and uh and so that should be hopefully a a good trip um we are are you going be... through Phoenix? No, I am going through Vegas. So I, I try to go yeah. through Vegas so when I'm going if you're through Phoenix, that's going to be crowded with cheats uh, and animals. Oh, and right, yeah. 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 I try to avoid Denver. and then I try to avoid South Park. Oh, off. I suppose you're going to be going this weekend. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be continuing our, um, from our last episode, which was on, I mean, um, we're looking at Genesis, the creation account, Genesis 1, through 3, and fall account i um, talking anthropology, what is it to be a human being, um, what do we learn um, in these chapters about what it is to be a human being, how do we relate to creation, how do we relate to one another, how do we relate to our um, creator, what does it um, mean to, to flourish as a human being if we look at how God meant for us to, um, to operate, to be um, in Eden. Those are the types of things we'll be talking about. Um, we won't make this intro too long, but I will just remind you that we are part of the 1517 podcasting network. You can go to 1517.org. Um, check out a lot of good stuff. There are episodes that have not been recently of stuff I'm um, getting populated there for quite some time. Um, but now those are going to be popping up more as well. Um, so when you point people to 1517.org, uh, feel free to let them know that they can get our podcast uh, backlog of episodes very easily. Um, hopefully soon there as well. Um michael's book is available there for pre-order um if you go to the, fi- the bookstore there uh, on any given sunday he got his first copy of it um the other day um probably the only copy in existence maybe
1: uh then the next day i got the hardcover which actually looks like a decent
0: hardcover nice me. and they did nice. as they are as they are want to do they did a great job with the um the design of the book i'm looking forward to um pretending to have read it yeah i appreciate that <laughs> and yeah. um And so uh, you can pre-order that there or on Amazon. Uh, All that being said, then, Michael, so we can get into our main topic, because I will have to go teach. How would you like to give us a disclaimer?
1: This show doesn't speak for our churches, our church bodies, or our employers. To be honest, much of the time it probably doesn't speak for us. We will be thinking out loud a lot. So approach what you hear with a healthy skepticism. Because, well, as a responsible resident of planet Earth, that's probably what you should generally do with almost everything. If you find yourself getting too worked up, tune out, look around, and realize you were just listening to a podcast. That's right, a podcast. So go live free, friends, and don't let us get in the way.
0: brings us to our main topic which is again anthropology on um, what it is to be a, a human being uh, and obviously looking at that from a biblical perspective then as we are kind of making our way through the opening chapters of Genesis. Last um, episode we kind of focused on Genesis 1 and maybe just by way of reminder for our listeners <clears throat> and uh, Jason since you teach Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, so the recent Thinking Fellows was talking about um, how one of the recent ones, they were talking about gymnastican and how he was studying Genesis at the end. And Steve Paulson pointed out that mo- many of the great theologians they study Genesis in depth right before they die. Right. So when you study Genesis you've got he joked about ten years left and I was explaining <laughs> to class to my class, that's why we gave you Genesis and my Mike and I didn't take it. Right. I was I wasn't yeah. Yep. Um, but feel free to correct <laughs> me in this then. Jason, since you you do teach the class, um, but Genesis 1, big picture, creation in general, how creation is made, and it's made for mankind, for mankind to be placed within it, and we're then going to get mankind is created and placed within it, Um, but Genesis 2, kind of of rewinding and then zooming in on um, the human race in specific, the creation of the human race and how it is to relate to one another and to creation. Um, but something that pops up in chapter 1 that I want to make sure we we hit upon um, before we, we get too much into chapter 2 um, will be the end of the chapter, and I'll just go ahead and read it. Um, and then you guys can feel free to jump in. And, Michael, I know you've done a fair amount of this too because I'm working with vocation and human flourishing. It's kind of hard to talk human flourishing and not talk image of God. <clears throat> so beginning with verse 26, Then God said, Let us... And then we see the Trinity already here. Let us make man uh, in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. It uh, says creeping there. If it said creepy, I (laughs) thought of my dear friend Jason. Yeah. It says creepy. Well,
2: creeper is kind of now, you know, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry for a bad joke. <laughs> verse 27.
1: Don't ever apologize for a bad joke. Thank I you. mean, unless it's
0: inappropriate,
1: then it's bad. You, you have
0: told me to apologize for jokes before. Then, yeah, like. but Inappropriate ones, but not like bad. Like <laughs> Often th- in chapel. Yeah, you know, that's the context. Okay, <laughs> yeah. verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with a seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the bread of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so, and God saw that everything he had made, uh, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, uh, the sixth day. Um, And uh, so we'll get then, God will rest on the seventh day. Luther says God rests because there was no sin in the world, so there was nothing to keep him too busy. (laughs) Um, But especially maybe if we pick up first, um, we're going to get that image of God talk, Um, God says, let us, and then um, he says, in our image, in our likeness. Um, And maybe if you guys, one of you, either of you would like to comment a little bit on um, what that is to be made in the image of God and what we um, mean by the image of God and to what degree, if anything, we can speak of um, being made in the image of God today after the fall.
1: Yeah, I can go. Um, okay. You can clean up.
0: You can be the cleanup hitter since I'm Jason, could you please take that book and put it on the shelf so Michael will not be distracted, by the way? Yes. Thank you. Go ahead, Michael.
1: So uh, this is a little bit tricky because um, when we talk about the image of God, theologically, we often, that's often shorthand for the perfect image of God, the righteousness of God. And Adam and Eve were born righteous in the image of God. They then lost that original righteousness. We can rightfully say they lost the image of God. And then it is given back to us in in Christ who gives us righteousness
0: and makes us a saint. And who is himself called the image of God. Yes.
1: So so far so good. Um, But I think we rightfully also can use the the term image of God for all of all of people. And we, we do get that later in Genesis 9, right? Where where uh, God commands what we would call capital punishment today, mm-hmm. although that's a little bit, it's not like there was nation states and governments like there are today. But uh, you can take the life of somebody who has taken a life. And why? Why mm-hmm. does he say that? Well, because this life was so precious. Why was it so precious? Creating the image of God.
0: right? Which so, is, again... <clears throat> After the fall, yeah. Genesis itself talking yeah. about this.
1: So we use it in two different ways, and we have to be careful. Because if we only use it in one way, then the person who's not a Christian, you, you, you're you going to have a very difficult time trying to uh, find value for them. You're not going to have a basis for human rights.
0: And by that, you mean, Michael, because the Christian's being renewed in the image of God by faith. The unbeliever, if we only see the image of God as rooted in faith, yeah. we're going <coughs> to say, well, they're, they're, they're less not than us. us right. They're less than us.
1: Yeah and uh and and what we do uh a lot of times in apologetics especially on the high school level is work that out like say okay why should i why should i not punch you in the face for no reason (laughs) right well that's wrong why um well because i'm important or whatever and like okay why are you important and then list all the things that make you different or i'll start like make why are you different than the squirrel make list all the differences and they'll start listing differences and then I'll cut down each one, right? <laughs> and I go, here's, or, or at least question them. And I'll say, your value has to come from outside of you, right, otherwise you do not, you, you are gonna have a very difficult time maintaining human rights. Um, <clears throat> and so that has to be the image of God. So when I look at my um, Muslim um, neighbor, I don't see them as something less, right? Precisely because of the image of God, so we got to be careful how we use that, and and to and and there's always the caveats there. But I, I don't want to. On the other hand, I don't want to just say everybody's in the image of God as if we're all valuable, um, even though we're flawed. That that takes away the idea that I'm deeply flawed and I have I'm not like God. I'm decidedly not like God. More than just I'm the um, the the creation rather than the creator i'm decidedly not god in fact i'm an enemy of god right and so i need to have that image restored to me so you have to balance those two things out so that's the first thing i would say before we go any further so we don't get uh emails
0: <laughs> yeah and i and i would say just um lest someone misunderstand anything that's, that's being said in that regard um <clears throat> it's not only that we are created in the image of god that that gives us value but that is um especially important um, in the development of the West with human rights. You're going to have a difficult time. Notions of human dignity. And at the time that Moses is writing this, this was a game changer Mm -hmm. in the ancient Near East where the image of God would have been reserved for the high priest or the warlord or the king, Um, the elites, uh, not for every person. And then for the Christian too, obviously, we're going to ground human value as well um, in the fact that Every person on this earth is one for whom Christ died. One for whom God shed his blood. uh, Maybe not all receive the benefits through faith, um, but there is no one for whom Christ did not uh, give himself.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, and and like we said before, I'll repeat it again. It's not impossible, but it's (laughs) very, very difficult. (laughs) Very, very difficult to maintain a concept of human rights and value outside of it being given to you.
0: And even a concept, um, if I might say, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, of humanity, yeah. like of, um, this is another thing to remember with what's happening with the creation account here, is one God in three persons um, is creating humanity. Uh, this isn't a local God, um, you know, peculiar to a special people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this book that Moses is, is writing for the Israelites about their origin starts with universals. It will eventually get to the people of Israel but even that, as you said well today in Michael, uh, in chapel, Michael, is that the Savior that would come through them, their reason for existence, would be for all. Um, so this is universal. And so notions of humanity and human nature and the fact that the West wrestled so much historically, even philosophically, outside of theology, um, in many ways has to do with the importance of human nature talk in Christianity. Don't get me wrong. Plato, Aristotle, and others can speculate at human mm-hmm. nature. Um, but Christianity makes it kind of a, a question that's right out at the forefront for any time you wanna to, to talk about what human the human what people are, how they should organize, what should be encouraged or discouraged, um human na- how to get them to do these things, uh human nature becomes a primary question. And it's it's one of the challenges of our own day is that um since at least existentialism, um there's been some who've just said there is no such thing as as human nature no essence right yeah. or we've made it merely empirical human nature is just purely biological which um but it's important to understand um there, there's a, a great book that came out on um biology human nature and how it leads to views of human beings for good and ill <laughs> uh, sons of not can- i'd have to find it i can try to put it in the show notes if i remember um but that, that, while that gets at some things, that misses out that Genesis is talking about us being so much more than that, too. There is, um, there is more than the empirical at play in what is being spoken and shared in the creation account. God has made us more than the animals. We are embodied souls. Um, and so uh, we sometimes miss out on that. Um, or, or we don't emphasize that enough as Christians. As, as Genesis is saying, and and you often say this in your preaching and teaching, Michael, and you're made for more than this. Genesis is saying that that we are as human beings more than we often realize. Mm. Not let, now with the fall into Absolutely. sin. that's what makes us particularly dangerous. Right. <laughs> um, you know we're like a, we're like a sophisticated weapon that has developed its own consciousness. Our potential
1: for good and evil is is in in a lot of ways equal, right? Like the right. potential is the same, um, and like to say it's bone chilling to think about my potential for evil, but that also means my potential for for good, and for something great is fantastic, and I find that precisely in vocation, yes. Uh, think of the vocation of a mother creating something, right? I mean, the the potential there is. I, I don't think we really always think about how remarkable that is. Well, and
0: right I think now. we hit a little last time, but at some point yeah. we should talk more about procreation. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. versus reproduction. reproduction yeah. yeah. No, I just one thing, and then Jason, you should uh, chime in here. But like, you're talking about the Greek thoughts, and just um, the, the the Western Church has always been enamored by the 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 Greek way of thinking, and I think rightfully so. Um, certainly mistakes, certainly uh, categories that we shoehorn scripture into, as we've talked about with Aristotle, is problematic um, and put them on a level where they shouldn't be sometimes. But they will talk about human value. They'll talk about the good life. They'll talk about virtue. They'll talk about truth. They'll talk about the love. They'll talk about flourishing. they talk about all these things. And what it says to me is that Th- there is something written in our souls in our minds uh, not just a conscience but just a, an awareness of how important we are an awareness of 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 good and evil an awareness yeah. of truth an awareness of all these things and that was the best you could get and and you like you want to say here's the lugus jesus H- here's what you're missing in virtues the the neighbor here's, here's what right. you you know here's the good life uh, you know and and you just want to plug in these one things and so um it is rem- it it is a part of the apologetic if you want about looking at some of the great thinkers to say they're asking really good questions and coming really close mm-hmm. um, and that says something about the the Christian message that very often not always because there's things that are mysterious but very often closes the circle oh. if you want to put it that way so yeah
0: and and maybe that they're Plato and Aristotle are better on the genesis one and two themes than genesis three maybe it's fair to say too Mm. that what resonates with greek thought and christian thought and in western thought in general is often that that they do have a high view of the human race Mm -hmm. over now at the same time they're practicing slavery right um but they do and and that this comes out of um an athens that has time for luxury time to think about flourishing what is a good life When we get to sin, that's where, um, while I wouldn't want Kierkegaard as my pastor, um, that's where he can really take it. Or friend. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. But that's where he can really take it to the Greeks in this regard because when it comes to sin, the Greeks have kind of what is a pretty modern view too if you just educate people enough. And so we just keep hanging up more signs in our public schools. But um, Kierkegaard says, it's not that I don't know better, it's that I I want what's bad.
1: Mm. And I think that... When when you have somebody who is so close to the truth, they end up being actually very far away, and I think of and I think there's a it's like a Sisyphus. Examples. They
0: get up. They're yeah. rolling. The, right, <laughs> he's rolling the rock, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and yep. they, they get up. They get so close, on it.
1: And, it, oh, a, and there's plenty of examples in, in, in Greek. But I, I like to th- in Greek thought. But I, I like to think about uh, the people who were uh, sacrificing humans and even mm-hmm. uh, innocent children, like. That's kind of the story, like yep. that there would be an yep. innocent child of God, but they're so far off. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah so right. So they're so close, and yet they're so far. It's just, it's kind of a, it's a unique. I'm sure some philosopher has a name for this, but there's yeah. this is a very unique thing. <laughs> if
0: and, we if we keep pressing at this, we're going to be right back uh, um, with uh, like Schleiermacher and natural <laughs> religion. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, We better yeah. stop right now before yeah. we get into trouble. That's right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So close, but so far. I think right. that's fair. No, I, and, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, and I think that's what they missed out on. They, when, you know, in modernity, they're looking and they're seeing all these commonalities and they're saying, oh, we can get a general religious principle yeah. from them. Yeah. Um, what did they do? They, 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 they came somewhat close to what everybody gets right, but they fell further and further from the gospel.
1: And, and notice that the key, the key of David is something you cannot come up with your own reason, thinking, or choosing. That has to be, you, there has to be not just the book of nature, but there has to be the book of Revelation. You can't get gospel unless it is proclaimed to you. Yeah.
2: Right. And I wonder with, you know, if you're talking, you know, again, this image of God and understanding that, you know, maybe at at its heart and core um, is the the sinlessness, the holiness, the righteousness part of it. But then there's a bunch of these things that, Surround it, and then the, and then I would say that there are that there are other things um, that you know that you're kind of talking about too. This idea, of like you know, the the intellect and the will and and you know things like that with and how um, a par, a big part of those things you know are are connected to this image of God idea, right? Um, and yet, I think one of the things that you talked about there where um, once that the the core of that image that that idea of um righteousness is removed then that affects those things right and and you know hamp- hampers those things and hinders those things and and where like you say uh, intellectually perhaps i can get um to the point where i really get real close to understanding this and yet not quite yeah uh, or the will can get to the point where it's like, yeah, I understand even what I should want. And, and, you know, there is a good that I, but yet I just can't quite bring myself to truly desire that and desire it all the time. And, you know, so I I think that is part of that, that understanding as well, um, that that touches on that you can't, that both of those things are connected to a degree that the, the broader understanding of the of the image of God as well as the more narrow understanding, right? And that, you know, they're going to affect and interplay with each other.
0: And there maybe, Jason, you can unpack a little because I know you do this in class. Um, and I know Professor Deutschlander, um, blessed be his memory, mm-hmm. right? He, um, you know, would often in uh, in dummy doctrine, which I had talked about the image of God with the husk and the kernel. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if you want to just unpack that a little bit for um, listeners too.
2: Yeah, and I think, so, you know, the idea that, um, at the, the, the kernel, if you picture it like, you know, a a grain of, a, a seed of grain or whatever that has the, the actual kernel of the grain. And then there's the, the husk and the bran and all this other, you know, stuff that goes around it and wraps around it. Um, you know, he would always say that it is that kernel, that, that actual seed that is the, the, the righteousness the the holiness the sinlessness that is the image and then it's these other things that are that are part of that are connected to it are kind of like the 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 husks and the other different parts around it um and and there i think too you know um things that deal with the soul that we talk about and maybe even again borrowing from some of those philosophical thinkers with the um, talking about the will and the intellect and the emotions and and some of those different things, um, that idea of how, you know, uh, those things are all meant to function and function well when the kernel is there, right? That, that they function yeah. best when the kernel is there. Uh, and you can't, re- it, when you remove the kernel, when the sinlessness, the righteousness is gone, um doesn't mean that those things disappear, right? The, these things are still there, and yet um, they don't function as they're supposed to. Uh, they they're they're very seriously hindered uh, in their operation. And I think you know we kind of see that. And again, not to say that they disappear, right? You know that that uh, and these they still things, have power, right? And they right. still have power because yes. we can use reason for some yes. really bad things yep. yeah.
0: and some really good.
2: But yeah. but yeah, but they're now not going to be able to function as they were ideally intended to and to reach the good that they were supposed to which is
1: important because reason's still a beautiful thing. It's not reason's fault, it's mm-hmm. our fault. Right.
0: And it's yep. the fallen reason. Right. Yep. And and so maybe if, if I can piggyback on this, let you guys tell me if I'm off. You're off. <laughs> <laughs> the the kernel, what we've lost and, and and we'll get to this more in Genesis three, but it is important to understand original sin is not something that was added to us. Right. Original sin is the lack of something. So it's not like we sinned and then God stirred something new into the mix. Um, It's the corruption of good things. Um, And so what's the lack of righteousness? Well, what's righteousness? Righteousness is not self-righteousness. That's what the Bible condemns. Um, Righteousness is in relation to. Um, So there's divine righteousness where we are in a right relationship with God. There's civic righteousness where I'm in a right relationship with neighbor. Um, but righteousness is at its core relational. Um, and so God creates the human race. There's creator-creature relationship. Righteousness defines that. God creates the human race by creating Adam and Eve, man and woman. There is righteousness between them. <coughs> Excuse me. Their, relate- their relationships in harmony. There is relationship between creation over which they're to have dominion. Now, after the flood, when God's talking to Noah, he says, oh, they're going to be real afraid of you, like mm-hmm. all the stuff in creation. But at this point, he emphasizes everything, eating plants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, death comes with the skins that he'll make eventually. Um, so righteousness is relational. God, who is triune, says, let us, um, who is then a social being in and of himself, Um, then enters into a social uh, relationship with the human race, which is in turn in a social relationship with each other and with creation. Um, And so maybe, and here you can tell me if I'm off, what I'd like to throw to you. Um, As human beings, then, we are not meant to be, the emphasis is not on um, us being self-determinative as individuals in nearly the the to the extent that we in the West assume today, Um, we are not to be um, self-referential. Our being is found in relationship to others. Um, And indeed, our being is is something um, not that we create contrary to existentialism, Mm -hmm. right? but our being is something gifted to us. What is Adam without Eve? What is Eve without Adam? What are Adam and Eve without God? What are Adam and Eve without creation, they will give birth to children. Their children will bear resemblance to them. They will name their children. Um, They will have hopes for their children. They will determine Cain and Abel's professions, (laughs) right? Um, And so um, maybe this is helpful for us as we read it in the American West uh, as a reminder, too, that, that we... When we say we are not our own, or when the Bible says that, you are not your own, you were bought at a price, right? Christ gave his blood for us. But we're also not our own, even um, apart from the atonement or redemption. Our whole being is, is wrapped up in, in things. Um, and so uh, in a day where um, I would say even many Christians Have culturally just imbibed the post enlightenment and especially, uh, I would say post World War One assumptions um, about the individual self, um, about uh, kind of my complete autonomy and sovereignty uh, with sense existentialism my my self creativity. Um, This um, it's a turned inwardness of what, what God actually made us to do, um, our creativity, which is part of surely of the image of God, our morality, <clears throat> our identity, all those things here are turned outward, right? And not outward in a way that they are manipulated, mm-hmm. but outward in a way that they are gifted and received. If that, I just threw a lot out there. I'll let either of you say I'm full of hogwash or build I- on it or correct it or nuance it.
2: I'm going to say Hogwarts. No, I, I'm not going to say that. I, I would say not that um, what you're saying is wrong, I, but I think that that I would maybe push back a little bit in the sense that you're you going to get mad on
0: me now, aren't you? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. No, uh, ultra, yeah, you know, ultra. So no. Um, but I think that rather than just speak in terms of either or, I think, that, and I don't mean to do that. Right? Yeah, yeah and I, I think it's one that we have to recognize that that there there's both here that need right Right. and that there's that there's going to be tension between human dignity is an individual dignity yeah and i mean that christianity was a huge factor in moving from only the the uh, (coughs) the communal and social Mm -hmm. and and that 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 maybe at that point when christianity comes into uh, onto the scene um where things had maybe gone too far that direction in the Overall, social realm, at least as far as the Western world is being talked about, um, but uh, Christianity says, "Well, there's this individual that mm. is a really important thing, especially in our relation to God, and then how that how we interact with other people." But then, like you're saying, as we've <laughs> as things have gone on, especially nowadays, I think we're off center too. But it's gone the other direction, right? right? And that's
0: my my main yeah. point is that, and and I think that is a good. I yeah this is not to dismiss that the individual has dignity or value right. or purpose um but but to emphasize that the individ- no man is an island right, right? Mm-hmm. yes, as we see here um and even Christ when he comes and calls individuals, he calls them into ecclesia mm-hmm. into community, and he calls them members but members of mm-hmm. a body right
2: and and it seems like I think in some ways too that this is just one of those things that uh culturally society societally, um, is almost, you know, we can almost be blind to it because it's so, so much a part of, you know, living Mm -hmm. where we do, when we do, you know, that, that the individual and, uh, and, uh, that (coughs) autonomous, you know, standalone type of, I can do whatever I want. And, and it is my individual, right. Which we, which we kind of talked about when we were, um, talking about, um, the episode about fikta and, uh, you know the the yeah. self the yeah. das ich so i mean yeah i think it's just one of those where you know to recognize too that you know there is going to be tension between both of those things and you know if uh, you can get out of balance there yeah. and and if if you go either to either side or the other too far um there's going to be damage that's done and yeah, you mean, lo- you lose something yes exactly something.
0: Yeah. and 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 maybe just in that connection and i'm i'm trying to remember why can I not find this? Um, Adam doesn't name himself Adam. Adam is Adam because he is taken from yeah. the ground. Mm-hmm. He's created right. by Ab- So <clears throat> Adam names things in creation, right? Yes. But otherwise, no one's naming themselves. Right. No, Adam a name is, th- name is something
1: that is given to you. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And, and that too, right? While you're, What does that name make you? It makes you individual. You bear a name. So Adam names Eve, Eve. And Adam named Cain and Abel. Um, it's individual, it, but it's at the same time it's given to you. It's relational, I guess, is what I wanna. Right. Yeah. St- yeah. <clears throat> it. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like here. I'm aiming what I what I think is the bigger threat in our day. maybe, yes, You know, sure. it's kind of like in our yep. circles when people talk about cultural sins, but then someone gets really upset if you mention anything on the right because <laughs> most of our people are on the right. Well, to me, that's precisely where you should be aiming. Then, right to you. Um, but I, I think you're exactly right about the individual. But maybe that's the balance there of, mm-hmm. of that um, while Adam names creation, um, he doesn't name himself. And, and, and these, these are given things.
1: Yeah. Life, your name, righteousness, um, those are all gifts. You can forfeit them, but you cannot earn them. You, can't, you, can, you can change your name, you can take your life, you could forfeit your righteousness, but you can't. All of those things have to be given
0: right yeah. and that's the biggest thing i guess I'm, um because in we've done enough episodes on self-justification but right the the great quest of our day is is that is um and it's it's um it's killing people right um it it tires them out it it's it's um it's in vain You know uh, to get ecclesiastes solomon tries to do a similar thing um to recognize that our 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 value and um, our fulfillment are in givenness not in not something we have to to manufacture
2: and and i think too just to build on the ecclesiastes thought you know not only do you see that it see it in that but then you know some of the things that we were talking about earlier that idea of there seems to be something more right and there's more more to it than this you know that when when he says um, in Ecclesiastes 2 that you know eternity is is there in the in the human heart right eternity is written in the human heart I think is one of those things that that says there is something e- you know even even in those who are not um, who who are not in possession of the righteousness of God there is something there that says you know there's got to be something more
1: I was made for something more yeah oh. I, I we we I mean. We don't know exactly what the dog's feeling, mm-hmm. but there's quite a few things that w- makes us different than uh, wonderment, flourishing, not satisfied with subsistence living, fear of death, mm-hmm. um, and it seems to me that we're instinctively, instinctively made for perfection, the image of God. And if we only have the shell, we know that there's something missing. Or as Augustine mm-hmm. would say, I'm not. At peace, unless I'm.
0: Yeah, it's why we delight in um, <coughs> sport and music and art, right? <clears throat> when we see a play, or we hear a song, or we take in a painting that 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 has, of course, none of these things reach absolute perfection, but striven for <coughs> perfection. Um, we're in essence, right, expressing something about ourselves. Um, that these are, uh, is where C.S. Lewis, I think, he'll talk about the pleasures of appreciation, right? That. Why are these things that we just appreciate beyond what we, we need? Um, maybe you, you guys are not going to let me go long on this, but I'll just throw out, we live in a day and age where there's debates about the environment, climate, whatever, and without getting into a lot of different debates about what's better, best, whatever, um, with the notion of dominion, which comes up here and then will be repeated again with Noah, um, Probably maybe any talk regarding stewardship of the environment is not something we would just want to dismiss um, since it's written right into the first right. chapter of the first book of the Bible, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that, that you know, this is not, you know, you must wrestle this, wrestle this thing called creation to the ground and subdue it by the force of your might and will, you know. Um, yeah, that's not the picture that we're talking mm-hmm. about.
0: And I just say that because Mike, I saw Michael yesterday. He had one of those plastic things that hold like six packs of bottles, and he he actually had a turtle, <laughs> and he was putting the plastic around its head.
2: Well, no, you and didn't then, see after that. Then I found a duck, <laughs> <laughs> and just for good measure, like hosed it down with oil yeah, too. Screw it right? some yeah. Oil. yeah, but <laughs> so so maybe I guess I I'm, would never.
0: Yeah, what I'm getting at with that is that maybe. Um, you know, these are conversations Christians can have that um, things regarding stewardship of the environment need not always be inherently dismissed as political. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they can be Right. Um, just how we, we care for things. All right, we've got 11 minutes. Here's what I want to get to next. And then we can do more to maybe make it three next time. The way in which God creates humanity, right? Um, the way in which he's going to bring... Um, Adam um, to life. So we get in chapter 2, verse 5. When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land. And there was no man to work the ground. And there, Michael, if you want to speak to work before the fall even and how that relates, if at all, to vocation, that's fine. And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. And we could talk baptism here, but we'd get in trouble (laughs) for allegorizing. But so, um, I wouldn't even go there with that <laughs> allegory. Well, Luther does. Does he really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust. So verse seven. Then the Lord God and here God's been doing stuff. Now we have the Lord God. Then the Lord God, all capitals, formed the man of dust from the ground, and breathed oh. into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Um, so why don't we take first the creation of Adam, dust, breath—the way in which he's created anything that stands out to you?
2: I think <laughs> it's interesting that you know you get
0: that noise in the background is Michael flipping pages of a I'm, book. i this know? is a
1: book about Old Testament mysteries <laughs> I'm just saying it's old coming through. Just so I you know, know. <laughs> New Testament mysteries with Old
0: Testament. Okay, mysteries we're not saying that. that
1: I'm going to see if the watering
2: of the earth yeah. is baptism. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. This Jason. was the distracting book from before, too, yes. by, by the way. But um, I think, <laughs> you know, the, it is really... I'm not a, saying
0: it is baptism. I'm saying the the idea of God, water being tied to this. I was going to say a Philip. I, well, just don't, please don't. Michael. <laughs> okay, Jason, go ahead.
2: All right. Um, I think... When, I will get
0: the emails. <laughs> all
2: right, When we get this uh, zooming in, uh, you know, the backup, the replay, so to speak, of the of the creation of, of man and woman, um, you know, it is uh, a really interesting twist that, you know, in all the creation that we've heard before, God is just calling things into it's the power of the word and yet God speaks and, and, you know, he calls calls into nothingness and there is something and then he begins so to shape word. it all with the power of the and word. You can almost
0: say now we're going to get sacraments. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, you could maybe go that way, especially if you're, you know, you like the misty bits there in, in the in the beginning of this chapter. But
0: well, and the breath.
2: Yes, and the breath. Yeah. so, the uh, dirt. so Yeah.
0: Okay, go ahead, though, James. <laughs>
2: so so um, apparently, I'm not quite going in the direction you're going. No, but, I, no, you just were
0: dismissing. But, oh
2: well. Uh, so, but I think it, you know what a what a neat thing that say God now does something different. He does something special and. Uh, this is, you know, as we get to the end, this is, you know, the crown of creation, um, God taking special care. And uh, I know, and, you know, Mike, Mike, you've talked like this before here with that, you know, God getting his hands dirty to do this, you know, it's, you know, this grittiness of of getting in there. But, you know, I mean, it is a really interesting picture, you know, getting his hands dirty and, and you know, it's very tactile in that picture for us you know um but then not just forming the man but then that the breath of life idea right that that then he you know breathes into him you know this breath and that whole connection between breath and wind and spirit and soul and you know all that stuff that gets you know again it's just interesting how those what's that i'm nodding in approval oh that's good yeah
0: um what about just that he uses the dust or the dirt? So you, you hit on he uses his word, he creates mm-hmm. these things immediately before. But now he makes Adam from the very earth that he's giving to him. Yep. Anything? Just the connection um, maybe between
2: yeah, it, where it, Adam is set, that it, right, yeah. that
0: this setting is appropriate for Adam. Mm-hmm. This he's a physical thing, maybe.
2: Yeah, and you know, clearly part of, connected to yeah. um, the the grander picture of creation there but also then set apart as the pinnacle of God's creation
0: mm-hmm. um so the breath I'm gonna I'll just unpack a little mm-hmm. and then I'll throw it to Michael to wrap us up um so Jesus after the resurrection and I think I can do this Jason is the most wells of us in this room so <laughs> I'm not <allowed> to. <clears throat> um the uh he doesn't even pray with me sometimes. <laughs> um, Jesus appears to his frightened disciples. He comes through locked doors. He, what does he do? He breathes on them and mm-hmm. says, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's hovering over the earth at the beginning of creation, right? And Luther says that the Spirit's job is to, <clears throat> is to make alive. Um, that idea of, um, of breath, right? Um, we also speak of the scrip- Scriptures being God-breathed, right? That he breathes life into his word um and and here right an animal is an animated thing like a cartoon mm-hmm. um and a human being is an animal in a sense it's animated mm-hmm. we move right um and yet we're something more right the that, that this now breath ruach right i believe that's the hebrew here mm-hmm. um is given to us um Maybe just that word and breath, that this is how God creates word and breath. He creates them, but he gives them words. Anything else that we should unpack on that before we wrap up? And, Michael, I'll, I'll go to you because Jason's least likely to have fun with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got to be careful. So when
0: we— Right, <clears throat> texting our DP right now. Yeah, when, we, when,
1: when, someone, when I ask somebody, okay, what's the difference between you and the squirrel— uh, you can tell... I
0: got. I, I just got a joke that I can't say now, but... Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really about Jason. Yeah.
1: So that, that's my question. What's the difference between the, you and the
0: squirrel? Do, you, wanna, do you, know, you, can you Don't say if you can guess correctly. Please. I don't know what you're thinking. Let's say this, the squirrel has something.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That was inappropriate. Right? <laughs> now... Uh, you, should, you should probably apologize. So the, the I'm a bushy tail. Yeah. So the... Um, what's the answer and if it's a good if it's a person who went through like a lutheran grade school or high school uh, many of them will get image of god right because that's what i'm after but uh, a lot of them think they're real smart um, and they are by saying soul and then i say well wait a minute hold on how do you know that there's not some sort of non-physical thing going on with the squirrel in fact uh, i'm not i would if i had to choose i would think very much so like it's animated it moves um, something that's just material doesn't move it's got if you just want to go life force that's fine but it's a non-physical thing right I, I realize you don't want to call it a soul but if someone going around saying that the tree has a soul I would say what do you mean that's not helpful but I wouldn't completely necessarily necessarily disagree I'd want more information right. but this the rule the, the God breathed into them something a human soul i think you have to say human soul yeah. you have to say
2: human soul to be clear go ahead and i, I think too that i mean especially and again we're going to pull from ecclesiastes again you know i mean it talks about the breath of the animal and the breath of man i mean that that's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. same word same thing um and the i think soulish animals right, what does that yep. actually mean i yep. don't know <laughs> yeah and i think the dogmaticians you know the lutheran dogmaticians would talk about you know, a soul, an animal soul versus, quenched it over here. <laughs> versus a, a, a human yeah. soul, which is an immortal soul, right? Yeah. That that That's yeah. the thing that sets it apart. But then again, that goes back to that image of image of God yeah. idea, yeah. right? And,
0: and maybe connected to that. So when Christ gives the keys, right? He's giving peace, shalom, the forgiveness of sins. That breath there, as in Genesis, is associated with the giving of human, immortal, everlasting mm-hmm. life. So that we could speak of, right, Connecting fit, forgiveness with life and salvation. So whether or not and words, yeah, <clears throat> and and so we have both word and breath in creation, and then in our um, renewal in the image of God. Words, words created life in the beginning
1: and give eternal life. Is
0: that fair to say? That's, I'm asking J. And, yeah. and I will, I will go. I will, Are we still in fellowship? I, Some level of fellowship, or has the <laughs> unit been? I will, I will
1: go so far as to say, I'll go so far as to say, and has been and will be printed in. The Synod's polishing arm um, that when God creates something, he tends to have spirit, water, and word. And uh, in the beginning, that's how Arguments. he created things. And then at your baptism, no less important event okay. and yes. no less miraculous, there was spirit, water, and word. Yeah. And out of something dead, like your heart, was created life.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess just as we wrap up, I would just add that Jason believes John 6 is the Lord's Supper. <laughs> um, <coughs> and just, um, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying this series on anthropology um, as connected to Genesis. We're going to pick up Genesis 2 next time, and we'll especially get to Adam naming things, which is going to be fun, and then the creation of, of Eve and how those two relate to each other. And then if we stick at it, if you guys are patient with me, we will get to, we'll get to Genesis 3 and then murder. I feel like we got to get to the murder. The
1: first fratricide. Because people
0: listen to podcasts about murder. In fact, we're gonna we need a good title for oh, that episode. Yeah. I have
1: now. I have I have an allegory, not an allegory, but I have an insight in Cain and Abel that I'm pretty sure is wrong. That you'll no. disagree. With. I'm Ooh. looking forward. To so it. we will yeah. we'll go over the cliff on that. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I'm like I cannot prove this, and I think I'm the only one who believes it. But I'm gonna
0: go with it. Oh. oh, I can't, can't wait. wait. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go All off right. the cliff. Right. Well, we we'll hope you'll join us again. And in the meanwhile, let the bird fly.
1: then when the sun goes down, get my party and I begin to count. I don't care what the people are thinking. I'm not drunk. I'm just a dink. I'll set up another round. I'll set up another round. I'll set up another round. One more round won't get me down.